0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for this Thursday, February 17th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. A new neonic ban. Vilsack takes on the input suppliers and citizenship for foreign ag workers? Bill would ban non-farm use of neonics. A new measure in the legislature proposes to ban nearly all non-agriculture uses of several neonicotinoids. The bill aims to protect bees and other pollinators by specifically targeting uses for lawns, gardens, and golf courses. The Natural Resources Defense Council, the NRDC, is co-sponsoring the measure alongside two other environmental groups. These uses also present exposure risk for people because... They are used on lawns and other areas where pets and children play, argues NRDC attorney Lucas Rhodes in a statement of the bill. Non-agriculture uses of neonics are at least justifiable out there. Remember, the bill's author, Assemblymember Rebecca Bauer-Cahan of Orinda, introduced the measure last year that would have banned neonic-treated seeds, but pulled it ahead of the hearing. In 2020, the Bay Area lawmaker proposed higher fines for spray drift incidents, but that bill also did not progress. No end in sight for halt on Mexican avocado inspections. Officials from USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service won't be inspecting Mexican avocados for export to the U.S. until the agency is confident there are safe working conditions in the state of Michoacan effectively cutting off exports from the only Mexican state allowed to ship to the U.S. APHIS halted its inspection operations on February 11th that after an inspector in Michoacan said he was verbally threatened, the agency said in a statement given to Agripulse. The suspension will remain in place for as long as necessary to ensure the appropriate actions are taken to secure the safety of APHIS personnel working in Mexico, that according to the statement. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Vilsack, Department of Justice, should investigate input prices. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says the government needs to ensure that seed companies and other input suppliers are not using their market power to raise prices unfairly. It's important for us to ask questions about whether all of these increases, every penny of these increases, is justified That based on disruptions, based on supply, and based on the normal economics, Vilsack said to the nation's state agriculture commissioners yesterday. And he continued, if they're not, then shame on anybody who's trying to take advantage of this circumstance. After the question and answer session with the commissioners, uh, Vilsack also spoke with reporters and he said, quote, you begin by saying that the Department of Justice, that we should be asking questions. We need to make sure that these prices are being paid. The phenomenal increases that we're seeing that every bit of it is justified by the market. Now, keep in mind, USDA economists estimate farmers will pay 12 percent more for their fertilizer this year. Seed expenses aren't expected to increase. Take note, Vilsack used the appearance before the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture to promote his $1 billion partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities Initiative. He says the pilot projects the program will fund will benefit farmers who've already been using climate smart practices. Vilsack says enlisting those farmers will provide critical data on the practices' impact on carbon emissions. NASDA offer H-2A workers a path to citizenship. During their winter policy conference, the Ag Commissioners adopted a policy change that calls for offering H-2A and H-2B workers a path to permanent residence or citizenship. A second change, okayed by the Commissioners, calls for offering H-2A workers contract visa that would be good for a fixed time period to work with a producer. Critics of the measures questioned whether the group needed additional language on immigration reform, but the changes were ultimately approved on a voice vote. Doug Guring, the North Dakota Agriculture Commissioner, pushed for the changes, saying the U.S. can't staff critical ag supply chain jobs domestically. States will have a few months for first broadband funds. The Commerce Department is looking to summer to start distributing funds from the bipartisan infrastructure law for broadband expansion. At a House Energy and Commerce subcommittee hearing yesterday, Assistant Commerce Secretary Alan Davidson said the National Telecommunications and Information Administration will put out its Notice of Funding Opportunity for an initial $100 million around May 16th. The rest of the money won't be released until the Federal Communications Commission finishes mapping out underserved areas, which Davidson said would likely come later in the year. Zinke violated ethics obligations, Interior Inspector General finds. Former Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke continued to be involved in a development project in his home state of Montana that, after he took over, the department contrary to his previous assertions that according to an inspector general's report emails and text messages obtained by the interior department ig showed zinke quote repeatedly communicated with the developers of the 95 carroll project and negotiated with them about how to develop property owned by the great northern veterans peace park foundation which he helped establish In 2007, Zinke did not abide by ethics obligations, quote, in which he committed not to manage or provide any other services to the foundation that after becoming secretary, the report said. He did not, however, violate federal conflict of interest laws, it added, because we did not find that Secretary Zinke participated in any official matters involving the foundation or the 95 Carroll Project. Facing multiple investigations over the development of project and other matters, Zinke resigned from the department in December 2018, then after serving less than a year. He is currently a candidate to represent a newly created house district in Montana. Here's today's He Said It. There's a real sense of paralysis by analysts that goes on in these things. That California Water Commissioner, Daniel Curtin, urging colleagues to advance storage projects eligible for Prop 1 water bond funding. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, February 17th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.